0: Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to conservation and careful management of the state's forests to make them more resilient and better habitats for wildlife. Choosewood.com. From the St. Louis Public Radio Newsroom, this is The Gateway. It's Tuesday, August 25th. I'm Wayne Pratt. The Food and Drug Administration has given emergency authorization for a saliva-based COVID-19 test developed at the University of Illinois. Researchers say it should allow for more frequent testing and increase the odds of slowing down the coronavirus. When
1: positives do arise, which they will, the idea is that you isolate them quickly before they can
0: spread. We'll have more on the cutting-edge testing technology during the pandemic in just a few minutes. The owner of the Lemp Brewery says storm damage in April and July likely contributed to the partial collapse of a building over the weekend. It stored hundreds of bicycles refurbished by a local nonprofit organization. St. Louis Building Commissioner Frank Oswald says that building had been condemned since 2003 and should not have been in use.
1: I mean, it's kind of what can you do after the fact kind of thing. You're not going to get blood out of a turnip, so it's uh a It's a pretty difficult situation, but uh, at this point, our main primary objective is public safety.
0: There were no injuries in that partial collapse on Sunday. Oswald now plans to focus on ensuring the same thing does not happen to any of the other nearly 30 buildings in the Lemp Brewery Complex. Those buildings in South St. Louis were constructed in the 1860s, and today art studios, medical marijuana dispensaries, and other types of organizations lease some of the space. The St. Louis region's Mass Transit Agency hopes a new rider suspension policy will reduce the number of serious problems on its buses, trains and platforms. St. Louis Public Radio's Rachel Lipman reports.
2: Ride and Abide allows Metro to suspend riders who engage in what the agency calls, quote, prohibited conduct. It's part of a long-term plan to improve safety on the system and was drafted with the help of groups like the Organization for Black Struggle and the Service Employees Union. Prohibited conduct includes things like alcohol possession and not paying fares. But Metro's general manager of field security, Kevin Scott, says the policy isn't targeted at those low-level offenses. What we're focused on are really serious criminal offenses, people that would pose a danger to the system or to the, to the ridership. So far, five people have had their transit privileges revoked, all for a year. Three assaulted an employee or a fellow passenger. I'm Rachel Lipman. St. Louis Public Radio.
0: A St. Louis County Councilwoman is dropping an effort to have voters decide on a sales tax hike to support early childhood education. Lisa Clancy is pulling her bill for the half-cent sales tax increase. Critics questioned whether the revenue would completely go to early child care efforts. They also had concerns about funds going to private entities providing child care. Clancy says supporters, quote, need to build a broader consensus among community stakeholders about the pathway forward. Word of the move to drop the effort to increase that sales tax in St. Louis County comes as many schools in the region open for a new school year. But some districts are keeping buildings closed during the pandemic. St. Louis Public Radio's Ryan Delaney visited a school yesterday in the Wentzville District where students showed up for the first day of classes.
2: And you have a mask on. You're a rock star,
0: you know. Duelo Elementary School Principal Danielle Todd
1: compliments a kindergartner's school-themed mask as she arrives for her first day. The 1,700 students in Wentzville will attend school in person two days a week and will be home learning online the rest of the time. Duello school parent Elise Barclidge says she'll try to mirror the time in school when her first grader and kindergartner are home with her.
0: We're going to do the best we can. I'm sure we're going to fail and stumble along the way, but we're going to make the most of it.
1: The majority of public schools in the St. Louis area have opted to stick with the distance learning that began in March. Fifteen Wentzville-area high school students have tested positive for COVID-19 while participating in extracurricular activities before the first day of school. I'm Ryan Delaney, St. Louis Public Radio.
0: The saliva-based COVID-19 test created by University of Illinois researchers has received emergency authorization from the Food and Drug Administration. Labs on the Urbana campus are now running upwards of 10,000 tests a day as students return. Reporter Christine Herman spoke with U of I chemist Paul Hergenrother about the possibility of using the test at colleges and universities throughout Illinois.
2: Can you talk about what the dynamics are when it comes to other campuses implementing the saliva-based test that was developed here?
0: We're
1: hopeful that our entire process from beginning to end can be A great model for schools in the state and beyond Uh, it starts up front with the the collection sites we have 40 collection stations on campus you've seen the big conspicuous white tents and that process is running very very smoothly and so that is a big logistical challenge getting those up and running the real key to all of this is having an on-campus CLIA lab right? A certified lab that can do diagnostic testing. We were fortunate to have Tim Fan really work hard to convert the vet diagnostic lab that is really a world leading veterinary lab. A portion of that now has been carved out for COVID testing. And so that is what allows results to get back to patients uh, rapidly. So, you know, there's a tight coordination at the tents every hour. Samples are driven down to the diagnostic lab for rapid processing.
2: You know, obviously there's a lot of interest in lots of places about getting more rapid testing that's also affordable, that avoids supply chain bottlenecks like the saliva-based test um, that you've developed does. Um, even the Unit 4 superintendent has expressed interest in using the saliva test to be able to safely reopen schools. How might an arrangement with local K-12 through school districts work?
1: Yeah, we would love to uh, be able to help them and, and... There's a Shield, Illinois that is being built uh, basically where this type of lab is being replicated at various locations throughout the state. We just one needs more capacity. I mean, we have our hands full with just testing everybody here. There, there's, I don't know that there's any other place in the country that's kind of at 10,000 a day, right, like we're doing. But once that lab is duplicated locally, then that will be capacity that can go to the community.
2: I wanted to also just get your reaction to the news that University of North Carolina was shifted to all virtual after they identified more than 100 cases among hundreds of students that were tested in the first week back. Is that the sort of thing you ever worry could happen at the University of Illinois?
1: Well, that's exactly why we're doing this, right? I mean, you know, all of our modeling from our kind of expert modelers and then also nationally has been that frequent repeat testing is the way out of this, right? And so if you test twice a week, the idea is that you can identify infections. Of course, there's going to be infections. You identify them, rapidly isolate them before they have a chance to spread. And the only way the campus, our campus was going to open was if we had this testing in place. So that's exactly why we're doing it. That's why, you know, we initiated this kind of. Manhattan project style effort that I led in May to kind of develop the test, right, because there there wasn't a suitable test out there that we could use that didn't have supply chain bottlenecks that uh, would allow it to be used on 10,000 a day. And so then the implementation phase of this began in July. And so we've been running full steam for three months or so uh, because of that exact fear.
0: That's University of Illinois chemistry professor Paul Hergenrother speaking with reporter Christine Herman. Shula Newman is the executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio, music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt. From the St. Louis Public Radio newsroom, this has been The Gateway.